0: Good morning and welcome to our Monday morning chapel. Uh, Today we are um, remembering the great Saint Augustine who was a great teacher in the church. This is a little festival day in the church calendar for remembering him and his work and uh, we'll be listening to some of his writings today as part of our devotion. Uh, We also use today the office of prime beginning on page 108 in the front part of our hymn book which is a beautiful little devotional service, can even be used at home. So on page 108, please join me there in uh, the versicles, the Gloria Patri, and Confession of Sin. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be forevermore. Amen. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, I have sinned against you through my own fault in thought, word, and deed. For the sake of the suffering, death, and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, forgive me all my sin, and bring me to everlasting life. Amen. Our scripture reading for today is taken from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the second chapter, beginning with verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Here ends our reading. You may be seated. So let's consider a little bit today about Augustine. He lived in the late 4th century and early into the 5th century. He grew up in Tunisia, which would be on the north edge of Africa, the the part that's the closest to Italy on the Mediterranean Sea coast. Uh, His mother, her name was Monica, his mother was a devout Christian. Uh, However, she had married a pagan man who was not a believer. And so when they had their child, um, Augustine, Uh, She, of course, wanted him to be raised as a Christian, but probably because of his father's influence, wanted nothing to do with Christianity. And so as a young adult, uh, when he was about your age, you college students, he... He went into a life of hedonism and just kind of living for whatever pleasure he could. In my day, we used to call it the playboy lifestyle. So that's uh, that's kind of the, the life that Augustine lived. And he actually writes in some detail about just how wicked and evil his life had become, sleeping around and getting drunk and everything else. And then later, after converting to Christianity, he writes this book that we call Confessions of Augustine. And we're going to read a little bit from that today and how this all started to change in his life. So let's look at the first paragraph. And this is him writing to God, if you will. Okay? I will call to my mind the impurity of my life in the past and the unclean corruptions of my soul, not for any love that I carry for them, but for that which I owe to you, O my God. In my youth, I did sometimes burn with a hellish desire to be satisfied, and I dared to run wild in many luxuriant pleasures. But in the meantime, the beauty of my soul was blasted. And in your eyes, O oh Lord, I was rancid smelling, while I took contentment in myself and only cared to please the eyes of men. Your anger increased toward me, and I did not know it. I was already grown deaf by the continual chain which my sins had created in punishment for the pride of my soul. So I went further from you, and you allowed me to wander. I was tossed up and down and was poured out like water. My soul was famished within me due to lacking that spiritual food, which is you, oh my God. For this reason, my soul fell sick and broke down. So, as an adult, Augustine became an expert in Latin and also in rhetoric, kind of a Uh, teaching people how to argue. A lot of lawyers would take rhetoric. He was a very brilliant man. He started a school in Rome, actually, and he was asked to come and teach up in the northern city of Milan, Italy, way up in the north. And while he was there, there was a local pastor by the name of Ambrose. And uh, Ambrose uh, Ambrose actually had been the mayor of the city, but because he was such a devout Christian man and a very good leader and speaker, the congregation there asked him to come and serve as their pastor. So he finally did and was ordained into the ministry to do that. And uh, he was known for being a great orator. Well, Augustine would send his students to listen to uh, Ambrose just as a speaker. And uh, Augustine himself would go and sit in the congregation and just listen to Ambrose as well. And through that and the preaching of Ambrose and the influence of Ambrose, God begins to work on his heart. And let's hear what he says. By the way, Ambrose is the, the pastor and musician that also wrote the great hymn, Savior of the Nations Come. So let's hear how, how Augustine now writes about this. I considered Pastor Ambrose to be a happy kind of man, according to this world. While he was reading from the Bible, his eyes would run over the pages and his heart would search into the sense. But his voice and his tongue were silent. Often when we were present, we found him like this reading to himself. Every Sunday, I heard him preaching the word of truth in the right way to the people. I was confounded with shame, and I, be- I began to be converted. And I rejoiced, oh my God, to learn that your one church, the mystical body of your only son, in which the name of Christ had been laid upon me when I was still an infant, did not relish those childish toys of sins of my youth. And I rejoiced when I heard Ambrose in his sermons to the people most diligently recommend unto them as a rule those words, the letter, that's the law, kills, but the spirit, so the gospel, the good news of Christ, gives life. He did not preach anything that offended me, although he said those things concerning truth that I was ignorant about. So Augustine was converted to the Christian faith, coming to believe in Christ as his Savior who had died on the cross to pay for all of his sins, as he's done for all of us. And he was brought to faith in Christ then at age 31. And he also attributes a lot of this change in his heart to the reading of the book of Romans, which uh, St. Paul's letter to the Romans. And this began to transform his heart and his mind and his life. And he was then baptized by Ambrose and became very devoted to the Christian faith and he goes on in his confessions to give glory to God for this conversion in him let's keep reading then little by little o lord you did with a most sweet and merciful hand stroke and compose my heart causing me to consider what immeasurable other things i believed seeing that we speaking of unbelievers were so weak in finding out the truth by way of evident reason and that for this cause we need the authority of your holy books, meaning Scripture, I began to believe that you would in no case have given such eminent authority to that Scripture throughout the whole world unless it had pleased you that we should both believe in you and should look for you through this book. Because in those books of the Bible, I began to understand the height of the mystery that they contained. I had drifted up and down in life, And you guided me. I walked through the broad way of the world, and you did not forsake me. In an almost greedy way, I committed myself to reading the honored writings of your Holy Spirit and above all others to your Apostle Paul. There appeared to me only one face in all that pure speech of yours, and I learned to rejoice with trembling. So I began and I found all the truth I had read in the older books to be reaffirmed by the Holy Spirit With your commendation of grace the writings of the world philosophers tell nothing of these matters their pages do not show the countenance of this piety the tears of confession of sin and that sacrifice of yours which is a troubled spirit a broken and contrite heart the salvation of your people the groom that is Christ the city that's heaven the pledge of your Holy Spirit the cup of our redemption these thoughts by your wondrous ways started to sink into my heart while I was reading the least of your apostles, in other words, the words of Paul. And I considered your works, and with terror I was amazed by them. So he suddenly now is brought to faith through all of this and comes to love Christ and as his Savior and And this has a a complete changing, it gives him a complete different outlook on his world and on his life. So imagine how happy his mom was when they went back and told her about his conversion and uh, when she discovered and found out about this. Keep reading. From there we went to my mother. We told her and she rejoiced. Then we explained to her in order how this all happened. Hearing this, she was so happy And she blessed you, O Lord, who are able to do above all that we can either ask or think. You converted me to yourself by more power than my desire for a wife or any other ambition in this world, setting my feet upon the rule of faith. You turned my mother's mourning into joy, far greater than she had dared to wish for. You have made us for yourself, O Lord. And our heart is restless until it rests in you. It's probably one of the most famous lines of Augustine. Our heart is restless until it rests in you. He sometimes uses the imagery of a bird flying around looking for a place to land. And that's how our souls can be in this world. Until it finally lands on God's grace by by the work of the Holy Spirit. So then he has this little prayer at the end. O Lord my God, do not hide your face from me. Let me die so I may see it, for not to see it would be death to me indeed. Now a little bit about the end of Augustine's life. So when his mother died, Augustine inherited all the property from his parents and he sold all of it and donated it to the poor. And in 391, he was ordained as a pastor in Algeria, likewise in North Africa. And four years later, he was made the head pastor in a larger city of Hippo, um, in Roman Africa, where he became one of the greatest teachers in the Christian church. And uh, Augustine and his writings especially became very influential in putting down the false teaching known as Pelagianism, which teaches that man has to do his part and God does his part in order for us to get to heaven. And Augustine attacked that and showed that it's all by the grace of God that we get to heaven. It's entirely by the work of Christ Then how comforting that is, of course, for all of us. And over a thousand years later, Augustine's writings would have a tremendous impact on a young monk in Germany by the name of Martin Luther, who was part of the Augustinian order. And uh, in that way, his writings had a dramatic impact, uh, likewise, into the work of the Reformation. So today uh, we thank God for him as a great teacher in the church as well as many others who have led us to see and understand the beauty of God's grace in Christ. Let's then return to page 108 and uh, join me there on the bottom of the page in the responsory. Let us rise. O Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. O Lord Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy upon us. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. O Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy upon us. Arise, O Christ, and help us, and deliver us for your name's sake. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, bright Son of the world, shine upon my spirit and drive away the night of sin, that I may walk in your holy light all my life, And even forevermore. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful people, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord Almighty order this day and all our doings in his peace. Amen. Strength of the